0: Hello everyone, welcome to Stars podcast. Tonight, uh, you've got just the three musketeers with you. Uh, Myself, uh, who is Corey, that's myself. (laughs) Uh, And with me is Kyle and Max. So just the three of us tonight. But we do have a good show for you tonight. So when we left off last, we were three games into the season. We are about... A little over 10, is it now? Uh, 8 to 10, roughly. 8 to 10? Yeah. So, a little bit more news to talk about. Uh, a little bit more things happening in the league that we'll get to. Things are starting to take shape in the world of uh, the NHL. Uh, but before we get to that, I do just want to say a big thank you to all our listeners out there everyone who's been active uh on our social media on instagram and on tiktok and everyone who's just enjoying uh enjoying our shows and enjoying uh listening to us uh goof about hockey on the weekly so just a big thank you and if you are enjoying it and if you're uh, engaged with the show please tell your friends and tell anyone that you think would also get a kick out of it and share our um Our social media pages and uh, send some likes because we see it and we're thankful for for any kind of uh, fan feedback we get. So thank you. And please uh, continue. Um,
1: Yeah, that's a great point to make. I know. I also want to shout out Aaron, who's been killing it with TikTok lately Dude, the reception Um, of some of those videos. That Hughes one that she made um still gets likes to this day. (laughs) Yeah, about like it was like three weeks ago it's almost a month old. And it still is getting likes to this day. Um and we have about ten other posts since then that Eric No loves. (laughs) So if you found us from TikTok, big shout out to you as well. Yeah, that one video with just over twelve thousand views. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez it's just a bunch of photos of Quinn Hughes. Um and and I still to this day
2: get get likes on my comment. That yes, it says Quentin's sleeping like I'm sleeping <laughs> on the Canucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the one reply, whoever this Jack guy is, just puts Quentin question <laughs> mark. <laughs> <laughs> so if Jack you're listening, um thank you. thank you jack thank you jack Um, yeah I know we're going to definitely try to post a lot more tiktok's super fun that way I know I only posted the one um, on there but Erin's having a lot of fun I might have to join her in that and get a lot more of these actual clips from our podcast not just uh, pictures of Quinn Hughes as much as that does so well (laughs) Yeah, and pictures of all their Halloween
2: costumes. That's a good one.
0: This is the content that uh, the listeners want. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Is there? (laughs) Anyways, yes, all good points. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, I'm gonna toss it over to Max, and uh, we'll hit us up with some current news around the league.
1: Yeah. So. We'll get into talking about specific teams um, after this little news segment here. Um, last week, week and a half, there's been a fair bit. Um, we're going to kick it off with the Ottawa Senators. I think it's only fair that we go in chronological order. And while we can go two years back with this, but I'm actually going to start with the whole Shane Pinto thing. Um, so... We were talking briefly, going leading up to the season, how there was only really one or two RFAs left to sign, and that Shane Pinto was one of them. Then news broke out that I think even Otto was kind of shocked about this—that um, there was a investigation into him gambling on NHL games, and then it broke, and he was suspended for forty-one games for gambling uh we really don't know much more than that I, I haven't read too much into it i'm not sure if you guys know more but it's a big blow to them and the player as well to say the least um i'm not sure if you guys have much to say on this i haven't really read too much into it though
2: i was so curious on what exactly he did that i tried to do some <laughs> okay some deep dive into it and try to figure out like what was he doing because yeah. back in the day if you got caught gambling on the league that you played in, you were kicked out and you weren't allowed back in. So the mm. 41 games is like a weird, like sure, then NHL's trying to really push this gambling and make it mainstream, and that's probably in in a way contributed to this situation. Um but was he directly gambling on hockey, which isn't allowed as a player was he and, and 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 directly gambling on hockey probably would have got got him kicked out of the league for longer or was he directly gambling on other sports which is totally fine because it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't affect them at all um but it sounds like and this is something that Elliot Friedman kind of hinted at and a lot of other sources were hinting at was that he was proxy betting so basically he was gambling through a friend on the nhl i don't know how it broke i don't know exactly what happened with the whole situation but i mean again that's a rumor it sounds like from the things that have been released from both ottawa Senators and shane pinto that he regrets it heavily and it sounds like it's something that they were able to kind of nip in the bud quickly and hopefully he learned his lesson. And there always has to be one guy that gets in trouble for everyone else to, to understand the <laughs> rules and understand exactly where the line is. And I think with this, they defined it very well.
0: Yeah, I think that's an astute take, Kyle. Um, not much more to add there, uh, other than we we don't know the details. Yeah, and nor will we ever know the details
2: until probably like 30 years down the road.
1: Yeah. If Shane Pinto joins a podcast, maybe he'll sh- share some more <laughs> info. Yeah. <laughs> Invite yeah. him on here. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned uh, for the next episode. <laughs> of stores. Uh, yeah. The, to go off of Kyle's point, I think the only thing I kind of heard about and learned is that the only, I guess, part of the CBA, who knows, um, is that you're not allowed to bet on NHL. That's kind of the only rule, so clearly for him to get suspended at all, he must have done something. Proxy betting is the rumor. I feel like if he was betting on NFL, he was fine, but yeah. who
2: knows? Uh, and, and and one other thing from the press conference yesterday, um, from the senator's new owner, is that he he kind of said, like, you see all these gambling ads Hmm. everywhere it's becoming a big part of the game you got a young player who's injured and has a phone on him 24 7 and expect him not to partake in gambling he's got millions of dollars and he's playing in the NHL and he's this big hot shot um guy amongst the world of athletes so yeah it's 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 a tough lesson to learn. It's tough to be the first one. Is and it sounds like it was, yeah, handled a bit more privately. But um, obviously, with a forty-one game suspension, you can't just sweep that under the rug. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I I think these players start they start you know probably gambling on other sports, and then it just kind of they
2: and two they, if, like. Like anyone, sorry to cut you off, Corey, um, but anyone that's, like, really into hockey and really knowledgeable about hockey, there's no way, like, you're not hanging out with friends and being like, oh, like, there's no way that, like, that the that the Oilers don't cover the spread or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's so easy to say that, and then it just kind of dev- might devolve into something that's...
1: And that uh, also goes off of, you know, what the owner... uh was saying how he's a young guy with lots of money and not that he's doesn't know what to do with it. But if he has that money, he has that ability to do these things. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to learn much more about this story live and learn, I think for the guy. So hope he just can come back halfway into the season and, uh, you know, (laughs) go from there. Mm Mm-hmm okay um we can probably move on to the next bit of sen's news (laughs) we can talk also about the fact that shabbat is out for four to six weeks i think zoob is out as well and branstrom was stretchered off the ice so that's three right defensemen i believe or i know not right defensemen just defensemen uh, but that's not the biggest piece of news for them. This was coming um, from yesterday, I believe, at this yeah. point. We're recording this, just so you're aware, um, November 2nd, um, right before the Canuck game. So I'm looking forward to that after <laughs> this. Um, anyways, back to topic. Um, so it, I think it might have been Elliot Friedman that broke the news that Ottawa would possibly be punished for their involvement in uh the trade that vegas had with anaheim when they tried the deal uh evgeny dadinov to vegas and this was back in 2022 the trade deadline i believe and that was next because Dadanov had a no trade list and anaheim was part of that vegas did not know about this apparently and was never and they got a lot of shit for it and that was also back then when they had a bad reputation for player management and this did not go over well and they clearly took this as a you know big thing for them because it wasn't their fault and they kind of knew that so flash forward to now This finally comes up, and NHL comes out with a statement and everything, um, penalizing Ottawa for a first-round pick in the next three years and uh, for their involvement in this. This in tune made Michael Anlauer uh, fire-slash-force-resign Pierre Dorian Dorian. Uh there was two posts about it. There was fired and then like an hour later resigned. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Um so a lot to take in there. I'd like to I I'm talking a lot here. I'd like to pass it over to one of you guys to kind of share your thoughts and uh takes on
0: this. Go for Cory. Well, I mean, I'm not really aware of how those situations actually work. I guess it's the team's responsibility to supply the information of that contract during a trade. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what sounds like happened
2: was Ottawa uh, obviously signed Dadnov, and then Melnick didn't want to pay that much money to the guy. So they traded him off to Vegas. Vegas asked, does he have any trade stipulations or anything? And It's not clear whether Ottawa said no, which is kind of more so what they're making it sound like is that Ottawa just said nope because he had a eighteen no trade list that didn't include Vegas on it. So that didn't matter for the for the sake (laughs) of that trade. It did, however, include Anaheim on it. So whether they said nope, he doesn't have a no trade list or he has a no-trade list. It doesn't include you guys, and now because he's been traded, now it doesn't apply at all. It's unclear exactly what the situation was there. Matt, Max, is is that kind of what you were hearing?
1: Yeah, I kind of almost heard like rumors again, similar to Shane Pinto's whole story. I don't. We're not really going to learn much more into this, I don't think. Um, I heard that. Ottawa might have argued that the agent never submitted this list to like when they signed Danov or whatever. Uh, but who knows? Ooh, I mean Yeah,
2: yeah, that was a big rumor back when it happened. Yeah,
1: like who knows if that's true or if Otto like whoever manages that kind of just that just somehow didn't get brought up or they just didn't Who who knows? <laughs> It's just something that's clearly got lost in transit and, you know, and now has hurt them really badly and cost the guy his job.
2: Yeah. And let's not forget, like, the play out of this situation at the deadline. They're trying to flip Dadnov to make more cap space so they can get, bring players off LTIR yep. and actually play with a full roster, right? So they're not able to move this guy. Because of this whole situation, trade gets nullified, Vegas doesn't have the time to find a new suitor, and has to play with a really messed up roster for the last 20 games of the season. They end up missing playoffs by three points. So having this player potentially off their roster changes the whole dynamic. And they don't have that like lingering... like animosity between the head office and the player because this whole situation mm-hmm. so
1: it's yeah it's it, it's it's quite a situation so in a weird way but a logical way it cost vegas millions of dollars uh, it cost them millions of dollars to pay tednov salary yeah. and it cost them playoff revenue possibly i mean who knows <laughs> You know Uh, what would have happened if they made it. If they didn't make it, I mean that's uh, hypothetical scenario. It is, but that's probably what Vegas is arguing.
2: Two, maybe three games of playoff revenue. Yeah, and Vegas tickets were not cheap. That would add a few hundred thousand dollars into the into the budget. Mm.
1: So, yeah. So as we kind of already mentioned um yesterday afternoon michael anlauer had a quite the press conference um he had some pretty crazy quotes and he called out the nhl um obviously he's less than a month into being an owner of this team and now he's already been dealt with this and what's hilarious is uh some of his quotes so i'll read off some of them here like Why I I inherited this is beyond me. That one's pretty good. Uh, Three game losing streak, three injuries, and two disturbing phone calls from the NHL. Uh, And then I am looking forward to less phone calls from the NHL. So that highlighted a lot. I know he also mentioned something about a 73-page report. Yes, like, I was actually going to touch on that, if I may. Like, oh my god, that is. <laughs> so,
2: he didn't. So, so he wasn't quite made aware of the situation by the previous ownership group. It sounds like it was kind of try, they were trying to sweep a lot of it under the rug as well. So it didn't affect the sale of the franchise. Um, in his discovery phase, when they were figuring out, like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, is there any? Is there any? big issues that that are coming onto the team that are gonna affect the value or affect the team's future or anything like that they were told that the NHL was investigating this whole trade situation, but that it's not a big deal nothing's gonna come of it like it won't affect anything don't worry about it kind of situation and then all this kind of happens so that's kind of that's kind of a kind of a sketchy outcome i'd be pretty upset if i paid a billion dollars and wasn't given the whole truth on the potential of of the situation
0: yeah so, i mean totally yeah why did it take the nhl over two years that's the that is a thing, great question a great that's question ridiculous report, a 73 page report
2: that he probably read in like uh an hour and a half. I think he burned it, probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he read it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, 73-page report that they knew about after that whole investigation went down. So probably last season, or not last offseason, but the offseason before is probably when all that was collected. And they just didn't do anything about it until the team was bought and paid for and in a different ownership group. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is so brutal yeah, not but... to sympathize with billionaires because i'm really not about that but
1: <laughs> yeah, That's the, yeah nice. it definitely should have been brought up that neck that same like this that whole event happened that trade deadline with that it should have been that off season when it kind of happened you know <clears> throat> for, throat> comes out the fact that it's now 10 games into the season with a new owner like it's like they clearly there was all you know the stuff around ottawa with eugene melnick passing away and then the new ownership that they just clearly paused it or at least kind of worked on it in the in the low like and then now that they're like okay new new owner's in he's finalized the sale here you go bam 73 page report yeah
2: Bam! 41 game suspension. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! Loss of a draft pick, which at least they have the choice. They get to either give up the 24, 25, or 26 first rounder. It's still a first rounder. I mean, Ottawa's going to be a still a really good playoff team in the latter couple years of, of that potential find. But they've already traded away their first round picks in 24 and I think 26 as well. Have they? I, I believe they did. Max, I'll get you to check that while I'm talking. So the most viable oh option gosh. is to give away the 2025 20, first round. Oh, no. They have not given... No, no, no. No, they still sorry. have all of them. They they traded their second round picks, sorry, from 24 and and
1: 26, correct? Just the 26. Just the 26. And they have Detroit's first rounder, this 24.
2: Okay, they got Detroit... So they, they, they're eight. fine. Okay.
1: They got yeah. all of them.
2: <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah. They traded away a second-round pick. So the 26 isn't really viable. I guess this year might be viable depending on where they finish in the standings. Um,
1: yeah. Either way, you're still talking about getting rid of a first-round pick when that could be used to bolster your team when they want to be good. <laughs> So it's it's a big loss overall, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not something light. Now,
2: Pierre Dorian, how
0: do you guys look back on his time in Ottawa? So I actually, and this is a funny thing, in the post-Melnick era, I actually really like what Dorian's done with the team i'd agree yeah so it's hard to i mean actually we do know melnick was an involved owner and that's the reason they couldn't keep a lot of their stars in the past and just good players in the past (laughs) but i I really like the moves they have now and they yeah they might have had a not amazing start to this year but I, I really like what they're set up for the future so you know we don't know the inv- the invol. I guess it all comes down we don't know Pierre Dorian's complete involvement in that specific trade but I guess he's the one that is ultimately responsible yeah i mean yeah we just we just don't know especially as the the gm and
2: i believe he was vice president of hockey operations too and they didn't okay. really have a president at the time or the president was i don't know what the situation was there but um yeah he, he he's the one who has to answer for that max mm-hmm. did you have anything to add for
1: that i mean no i think cory did pretty good i i really like their young core they got in place and they're all signed long term that's kind of what dorian really focused on the last year and a half you look at sanderson stutzler they're all locked up so yeah as soon as he oh, like had it, money I mean, to spend yeah definitely... once he <laughs> had kind of more free reign he can yeah dish out the money <laughs> that was
2: huge yeah no no he's been he's been surprisingly good the last calendar year um, Follow up question as well. Sorry, if you guys have anything else to add, go for it now.
0: Uh, I just wanted to say I also love the veterans he's brought in in Ooh, Giroux, yeah. Tarasenko. Like, these are all. Um, Chitrin. Chitrin. Is that a they're, 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 <laughs> they're reasonable. Like, e- even, even like, even the young guys that are locked up, it's all reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, I really like the roster that's been put together. Corpusalo uh has potential to be a, a solid goalie. Yeah, if he can get his stuff together, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. So my follow up question. Um as I'm watching this press conference, I'm kinda of thinking, man, this owner is really involved. <laughs> And every time I see an owner really involved, it doesn't go well. I really like this guy because he's blunt and it sounds like he's going to hold people way more accountable than I've ever seen in the Ottawa Centers organization. Um, so there's potential there. But as Canucks fans, <laughs> how do you feel about an owner being this involved?
0: That's, that's a...
1: Oh. Go for it, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a call. Um, uh, It's a good question because it's hard to say. I mean, because you look a at it kind of involved. Yeah, because you look around the NHL and a good chunk of teams have owners that are pretty, pretty involved. I mean, you look at Vegas, who just won. They had an owner that was really into it.
2: But he's not involved in the hockey operations. He's involved well, in the in the make sure the players are treated right. I get, well, he's not. He's not.
0: Uh, mm,
1: is he though? Yet I don't.
2: If you know that's that, that's pretty say. good.
1: That's tough to say.
2: He does treat his players really well. Like that's one thing Vegas has going for them. But like all those, like do you think he was behind the flurry trade? It's hard to say. Or if he's like Kelly McCrimmon, you do your thing. Duh. Hmm. <laughs> you don't. You don't have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I, but... I
1: don't know Vegas that well. It's yeah. it, it. When it comes to owners, they're pretty. You don't hear a lot about them. I would say, like behind mm-hmm. the scenes, like how involved they maybe truly are. Aquilini has a lot (laughs) well you you don't hear about it that's a problem you don't but you yeah there's always rumors that he is really involved so yeah that's that doesn't help that it's a canadian market that too (laughs) I,
0: i think involvement in what they are good at is fine but you know hockey operations should be left to those that that's their job is hockey operations um And, you know, the owners are typically businessmen and they can do well uh, doing what they can. But, you know, because there are some owners that are silent, but that aren't really pushing for uh, building a competitive market. Like, I think owners can come in and if they have a clear vision of how they want the team, the organization like their goal, how they want it to. Isn't it the Vegas owner that had, or was it the GM that had the playoffs at this time, cup in this time? Who was that the owner or the GM? That was the Vegas owner. So that was the owner. So I, yeah, I think owners can definitely come in with a clear expectations, goals, and really uh, push the entire um, president of of the ops for sure. But yeah, I think they do need to just trust the hockey professionals to to run the organization. And also well, you know, it just comes down to everything. Not being afraid of losing a few bucks. Yeah. To look at the long run of creating something big, which I might be hard to do, I guess, short term. i I've, I'm not in that situation, obviously. But, you know, something we've, we've, like, in terms of the Canucks or other teams that are just pushing for playoffs but not really seeing any uh, sustained success um, is not, uh, um, what's the word, doesn't do, do anything in the long run, in the big picture. Yeah.
2: yeah, well said. That's about all I got to say on that situation.
0: I yeah it sucks that as soon as the guy's getting good he's gone and also I think owners are responsible for connecting the organization to the community to the city and mm-hmm. the direction of the organization um that's true whereas Ottawa's moving back
2: into more of a central hub and they can be able to more players of the game and really strong leadership group um yeah moving in the right direction
0: you can look at Here in Vancouver, um, the previous owners back when we got the Coliseum, it was a different um, vibe than the Canucks team that is today. After it was sold to the Orca Orca Bay organization, I mean, rebranding, um, uh, relocated to downtown core, uh, and you know, it's become more. um, I would say the um, fans attending the game it's the tickets have become more of like a, and this has happened I think in other cities as well, but it's become more of like a corporate um, uh, uh, fan uh, attendance I would say. A lot of businesses yeah. buying tickets um, giving to uh, employees throughout the company um, have become a bit more uh, exclusive I would say maybe as opposed to um Kind of your casual fan, casual or or, or, even yeah, just um, house how family. The family is a good word, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I definitely think that the owners push the direction of the team uh, in that way. So of course, they have a lot of influence. (laughs) What was the what was the question?
2: is is ownership involvement to to the degree that we're, <sighs> that we're seeing from Ottawa a good thing or is it flashes of Aquilini is my concern um he's going to do an Aquilini, but like i just hate to see owner press yeah. conferences if it's not there i guess within the first month still it's not like he's owned it for 10 years and they've been a shit team for or not a shit team for 10 years but like kind of a mid team for the last 7
0: under their ownership yeah. I think right away it's maybe good he's making his mark and saying he wants to have he doesn't just want to be a you know a rich guy owning a team like he wants the team to do well so I think that's evidence um but also we kind of said we liked what Pierre Dorian was doing so is this really on him like is it the best move just to impulse fire the guy like did and,
2: and even to pose another question that's completely rhetorical but what kind of pressures were on Dorian to get Dadnab moved was mm. it like you need to get him moved like we can't pay this contract we're not in a playoff spot you need to pay, take money off the books and all of a sudden he's kind of stretching the truth a little bit or not or somebody under him is feeling the pressure too not telling the full truth all of a sudden this player's traded they're like fuck fuck, thanks thank goodness we don't have to like like owner's gonna be happy we're not gonna get um our butts chewed because of that not our problem anymore and lo and behold a year and a half later it is your problem so
0: (laughs) yeah
1: um one probably last point on all this um about this and lower guy i don't know a lot of his backstory but i know he did own, i believe would i don't know what league it would have been but it was a professional team like i don't know if it was OHL or oh Hamilton back, he, yeah, that's what it was yeah OHL. and then part of the canadians canadians as yeah. well which he just sold but yeah so i mean he does have that history of being an owner and so maybe that you know Helps him out a little bit with how involved he is right now. Uh, Aquilini, I don't think, had history of that. He was just super rich. <laughs>
0: just That's a good point. Yeah. That is all. You know, someone that's in, invested in hockey rather than interested in... Money. O- owning something, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, pure Brandt. investment. They're the Brantford Bulldogs now of the OHL. Oh, they're not in Hamilton? I guess not. What? They... Wait, why was I move. not told? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh, You're not on the mailing list, Corey? Guys, oh, why I haven't we I... talked about this on the pod? Dude, I just bought tickets to Hamilton to go <laughs> see them. Oh, my gosh. You got the scalpers tickets. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Formerly Hamilton Bulldogs. When did they move? Based in print?
0: shout out went back uh when uh Jim Ball silly wanted to move uh the coyotes <laughs> to hamilton <laughs> when blackberry stock was up, <laughs> was <I> up? <sighs> Did, <sighs>
2: didn't blackberry stock just tank i remember seeing something about it oh or they were i think blackberry stock i think they were dividing it into a few different companies because it just wasn't doing so hot <laughs> hmm. Yeah, BlackBerry just split into two public companies in an attempt to revive shareholder interest.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, Jim Ball Silly is not rolling at it anymore. Mm.
1: Hmm. Well, is there any last points we want to make about all this center stuff?
0: Um. Well, let's see how they rebound. I got high hopes for them, <laughs> and I actually like the team, so... Uh... I hope they can rebound and so let's let's see another Canadian team uh, make the playoffs this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like to
1: hear it. So we can move on to our uh, next news topic here, which is a little sadder one, of course. Um, I'm sure almost all of you listening would have heard, and that is uh, Adam Johnson in the EI. HL, uh, England Hockey League, um, unfortunately, did pass away after getting his uh, throat cut by a skate in the middle of playing their game, and it's been quite a bit of uh, quite the news story. Obviously, going throughout the NHL community, and we've seen lately a lot of talk about player safety and if there should be mandated neck guards um and even today and the last two days i've heard stories and seen players eric carlson tj oc wearing neck guards um i think it was the whl and some ahl teams i want to say that have already man uh, you know mandated it so i think it's something that unfortunately is such a rare occurrence, but has really awoken, you know, this big topic and something that it's now out there. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, how much else to say on that. Um, if you guys have some words, I mean, it's, yeah, it's something that you,
2: yeah, it just kind of makes you your skin crawl a little bit just thinking about it. Um, players getting cut by skates obviously isn't brand new. I mean, Carlson wearing a neck guard. Um, Carlson's been cut by a skate. He had his a, a Achilles cut. Um, there was I forget which Boston player um, just a couple weeks ago got a skate. To oh the face yeah, his eye was um, on like that's pretty close to the neck. Like how do you say like, it,
1: Lauco?
0: yeah l-a-u-k-o yeah he, he got quite the quite the Ooh, cut on his face actually quite the yeah, shot exactly so
2: so like getting cut by skate it isn't out of the question it's just been a very
0: lucky stretch for the nhl where that hasn't happened and unfortunately well i mean we had it's there's been next cut i mean i think um the goalie well, Malarchuk. That's a big one. Yeah, and, the, and then Zednik as well. Zednik, yep. Yeah. And then even look that's, at that's about the, 20 years ago kind of thing. Um you can look at the wrists being cut too. Yeah, Vander Kane, yeah, Van uh, Kane, his wrists. His wrist, absolutely, yeah. So And yeah, even
1: it, it, sorry to cut you off there, but you oh, mentioned yeah. Eric Carlson being cut. That was a good couple of years ago at this point. But since then, the NHL have kind of and the manufacturers have almost learned from that and developed those cut-resistant skates. Um, so, in a way, maybe this is like what the it takes. Socks? Yeah, the socks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe th- yeah. this so, I mean, is what it takes to with, get this kind of bit going for neck guards. Exactly. Yeah, with 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 such a brutal situation, there will be
2: players adopting this safety gear, and then from that, there will be technological advancements from it as well so like like cut resistance socks like i mean we've all worked in that industry we know that seven five seven years ago like that wasn't really a thing that Mm -hmm. that we would see too too much and then right at the i mean a couple years ago um at the at the earliest that's when we started seeing those things a lot and turns out that most of the stuff that we end up um advising with our cut resistant because that's it's not a it's not a very expensive addition to make to a sock just a couple extra bucks and and you have that that peace of mind and that protection so
0: Mm -hmm. i remember neck guards uh mainly for kids uh being like a the the cheaper option was like a thick foamy yeah, made, not not very comfortable one. Oh, but then, the one that made their neck stand up. So go, gosh darn. Yeah, oh. but then the, there was also another one that was a very lower profile, but was it Kevlar? The Kevlar, dude. The Bauer Kevlar ones for twenty bucks, twenty, <laughs> yeah, like twenty two bucks. Really good option right and it's you know it's soft it's a lot low profile it just kind Mm -hmm. of feels like you're wearing like a turtleneck um Mm -hmm. you know i think that's a op the best option to explore for not just professionals but just general population yeah
2: because yeah yeah it's it's tough thinking like if something like that was to happen again and someone didn't take that safety precaution, that's that'd be that'd be tough. Tough to It's
1: tough for everyone. I mean, about. God forbid it have you know, happens to NHL game. You think of the amount of people there, there you think of the amount of people that were there to watch Adam Johnson and this happen. Um kids i mean it's sad to think about and you know i think it's definitely something that is really been brought up and uh into the forefront and i think we'll definitely be seeing something implemented whether that whether that is like you know with the advisors grandfathered in
0: mm-hmm.
1: or i doubt they'll i don't even think almost it will be too hard to mandate it everyone if anything it'll be grandfathered in and i don't think it'll be that bad because i mean minor hockey they all have to wear neck guards it's really up until probably i don't know if they do in the whl or like you know well they will now they will now but um even if they did before yeah so
2: but the world juniors all the players that are in the whl and the NCHL have to wear it anyway same with like
1: yeah college hockey like so they just need to keep it Going to the
2: NHL Mm -hmm. as well. Exactly. Just just get used to wearing it, and then it'll be like wearing a visor. Where sure, you might not love it. Like some people think that they have less vision with it, but if you're gonna take a stick up there and it hits the visor instead of your eyelid or your eyeball, like that'll that'll save your career. So just little safety precautions that I mean, everyone will be kind of upset about and oh it's getting soft but it's like man if that's if that's your brother that's out there and 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 they don't wear a visor and then they take a stick to the eye like it's like Mm, yeah like like what's really what's really the priority right but i'm glad that there's already a response to it and that People are kind of taking that those safety precautions because that will help long term.
0: Agreed. Yeah.
2: Um, if that's it for that. I think we'll move into our team talks. Sound good to you guys? <laughs> team talks. Yes. <laughs> team talks.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: um, so we got a few teams we're going to talk about. Um, I really like. I I obviously wasn't here for the entire last episode. Um, I just popped on for a little bit. Went but I was listening to it back, and I really like kind of going through the teams that you guys were talking about, which was which was awesome. We're gonna touch on a couple teams pretty quick, and then we will uh, then we'll kind of go for yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Canucks first. I think I want to hear how you guys think you guys are doing the past <laughs> oh couple boy. weeks since we've chatted.
1: Um, I'll uh, Max. Uh, can I go can ahead? I, take this one? I was not ready. I was gonna go in order
0: <laughs> that we have it written. No, I Kyle's wants to hear it. no, I love it. Um, it's uh, I was at the game on Tuesday, um, the first game uh, that I've been to this season, and I think I talked last <clears throat> last season on the podcast how strange the the crowd was um it was right around the boost bujo firing around that time Mm. anyways it was so much fun to be at the canucks game again uh with like like hope in the crowd you know it's like uh we're starting off um the season well which we haven't done in i don't even know when you know we're not just bad we're not just 500 We're, we're starting off well um and it's fun uh fans were cheering at the end of the game and the thing is, that stuck out with me. That last game against Nashville uh, is the game I'm talking about. Five to two. Uh, they didn't play that great, but they found a way to win. They didn't play that great. Nashville is kind of a mid team, um, but it's. It, but again, that's a game that a good team should win. Um, right? It's a a a conference competitor right potentially could be a wild card uh competitor um and if they want to be better than them it's at home as well i might add so they found a way to win i noticed all four goals uh one was an empty net so all four goals there were bodies in front um i am seeing that a lot this year yeah compared to years past yes yeah every all four of those goals was it was like a trickle in or like, goalie got a piece of it, but maybe he didn't really see it all. Or, like, uh, you know, Miller was just in front of there jamming at home. All bodies in front. Um, on the flip side, man, they tossed a lot of muffins up the middle. Um, <laughs> and they were hemmed into their own zone for quite a while. But what I liked was the coach addressed that. Like, it said that. Hughes said that. I was like, hey, we didn't play that great. You know, Miller got benched. Um, but they fought off those periods where they couldn't get it out. Um, so they just they had some fight in them, um, and their best players were their best players. Hughes three assists, PD three goals. Um, just you know, just a good effort. And, what start uh,
2: by those two?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what we need. So. Um, it's, yeah, it's been fun. It's been more than uh, Canucks fans could have imagined. Uh, yes, it's still early. Um, the game's not perfect. And, yeah, luck is on their side, you know, scoring you know eight, eight goals against Edmonton, those kinds of things. But it's the right direction, and I really like the coach uh, keeping the team accountable in the right areas and being hard on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's 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 a long road uh before we talk about playoffs uh, max what do you got well that's hard to follow up
1: after that um man what didn't you talk about um no I mean I think for me it's just super exciting to watch even though I haven't been to a game yet but I've watched a fair bit of it on TV um or listening to it on the radio and it's just you know, it just seems like a completely different team. I really don't want to be saying that as we're only nine games in, but I truly do think that. And I think the difference is the buy in that we're getting to talk System. And that's been a term I've been hearing a lot nowadays. And I've even, I think it was Andrew Brunette after the game yesterday or no, not yesterday, third, uh, two days ago. Um, and he mentioned that the Canucks have been like the hardest team they've played this year. And he mentioned the word specifically buy-in and that the whole team is buying in. And to me, it just seems like such a long time since that's happened. You you think of last year and a years past, how there's just kind of been always something. And this it just really seems different to me. And uh, so far, I'm, it's just really exciting to watch, and I'm having a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, <laughs> wow, I shouldn't have...
2: <laughs> we <good>
0: timing. Choking, <laughs> choke, yeah, choking you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm real choked up about this. Um, the only thing I'm kind of concerned for you guys is uh, just some advanced stats that I've seen in concerns with, like, I, think, oh, I forget what it was. I think it was like scoring chance differentials or, or, um, shoot. I didn't come prepared. Dude,
1: sorry, guys. Tiss, tiss, disc, disc.
2: I know. I
0: can't bring it up. <laughs> yeah,
2: I can't bring it up and then not be able to back myself up. You know what?
0: How about Hughes, though? This guy's, look at his plus minus, um, mm-hmm. all the knock on his defensive game, but he's been outstanding in, in, for both ways for the Canucks. Definitely just MVP, just his breakout. And I've said it before, just uh, his breakout and puck movement, skating, everything, really coming together for this player. He has the puck so much each game. It's crazy.
1: Everything goes through him. If Canucks need to go back, it's just all through him. And Mm. it wasn't until the game against nashville that the pairing of hughes ronick was scored on at 5v5 yeah. that was the first time all season and they've played the majority of the games together and each 25-ish minutes a night so that goes to show how hot they've each been and uh to go off of <laughs> the canucks start i know i think all of us would have seen this because it was posted in our chat uh if any listeners Regularly go on moneypuck.com uh, oh, the, Canu- oh, the Canucks they, did they have the highest. They had a mistake. The Canucks <laughs> did have the highest uh, percentage of winning the cup for a couple hours, for like three hours, <laughs> yeah. and then, then they, they were like, got "Oh, down.
2: Our, yeah, <laughs> our models messed up." So, what I was saying, sorry, is is their ch- their chance creation is very low and their finishing is very high. Mm. And their chance suppression is very high. Um, So I'd like to see how the progress... I'll be interested to see as the season goes on um, if they can kind of maintain the good numbers or improve the bad numbers or everything kind of evens out and they kind of stay consistently where they're at maybe. Um, But in most facets of the game, they're performing very well. It's just the the chance creation and... um, and I guess like the cons that come with that is just if you're playing a team that has a goalie that stands on his head or something like that, then it's going to be tough to win games if you're not keeping up in the chance category.
0: But. Yeah, I mean, hey, as long as Edmonton and Calgary continue to be so effing bad, oh, then... <laughs> yeah. great, great segue, it's actually. Our segue. <laughs> Next we are gonna talk about the
2: Edmonton Oilers and their woes. Um, Connor McDavid just got back from injury. Leon Draisaitl is also playing pretty alright, but other than that, they're just not really having a lot of ah, just a lot of consistency outside those two. Is is McDavid out again now that the Um hmm. Miss oh, East. no, 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 I hope no, 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 we're good. Him and him and Dreissel are now playing on a line with Warren Fogel. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. Um, so have you guys watched Edmonton at all?
0: A little bit. Yeah. Again, my thoughts haven't changed. They're just, they're a power play. They're special teams team. Their five on five is just Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, I think with this team, it's just the same story all the time. Goaltending, defense. And it, And when they can't score, like when McDavid can't get three points a game, then they lose. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and McDavid is playing
2: like a point and a half per game pace kind of thing. But yeah, he's not putting up three points a game and keeping them in games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a bit of a slow start too. Um, from a few other depth players up front, uh, Connor Brown Mm. still pointless in eight games. If he plays two more games and he gets a $2.5 million bonus, Mm. that is on the cap for next year. Um, Dylan Holloway pointless as well. Matthias Janmark
0: pointless. Ryan McLeod pointless. Um, these are all. Kind of scrubs though. They their roster. <laughs> ugh, these these names are just. You know, the entire third line is is pointless though. Oh my god, that that's, is that's, bad. That is bad. But what do you expect <laughs> from these players? Like, wh- they, well, they just signed Sam Gagne, so oh I god, think they're gonna be fine. So
1: eight points.
0: <laughs> well, that's how you know they're they're signing free agents. Like that's how you know they're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> but not <Simon> signing Phil Kessel. Castle, <laughs> yeah, I don't know Maybe we should trade them um, Oh, they don't have the cap for What's his face? For Garland? Yeah <laughs> Yeah Take back a little bit in return mm.
2: Don't know if you guys want to do that Nope Maybe if you guys take back Darnell Nurse they'll,
0: they'll oh, take oh god <laughs> We Look, we already have one uh, Myers We don't need another <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson, who, gosh. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. you know they'll they'll pick it up. Like I don't think any of us think they won't make the playoffs. Um, but definitely raising some questions with that. Yeah, team. yeah, and, I,
2: and I it raises huge questions on how far they can go in the playoffs if 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 somebody is to shut down McDavid and or Dreisaitl, how much
0: can the other guy? achieve with with the wingers that they have that's that's been the yeah it's been the question for years with that team yeah and goaltending still not answered oh gosh that's yeah
2: sub 900 save percentage over 3.5 goals per game for each of
0: their two goalies it's so inconsistent but again signing campbell who never had consist? He didn't have a consistent track record. Such and then move. <laughs> and then their other guy is a rookie, and you can't really expect consistency from a young goalie. So uh, like, ish. I don't know.
2: Yep. Exactly. Max, you have anything to add there?
1: No, we nailed it. I, I, I still think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Uh, they'll rebound a bit. It's just a matter of how well they're actually going go to go go into the playoffs um at this rate i would say they're <laughs> most definitely a first or second round exit
0: well like, ha- now nah, nah, hang on a team in october is much different than the, than a team in april That's so, true yes but i i still
1: just think this team like the way it's built it's just not it's not you know what vegas was it's not tampa right. it's you know it's just no. lacking so much, and there's only so much yes. they can do
0: to change yeah. it. it. It's built around two players, and that's why their power play is so good because it's just it's loaded. But five on five is average.
1: Yeah. Very.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, we'll move on to uh, the team that they faced in the Heritage Classic game over the weekend mm. and beat. Uh, 5-1 victory for Edmonton over the Calgary Flames. Um, Calgary, a team I was super high on going into this season, and I am <laughs> still thoroughly disappointed um, in the complete lack of identity and structure and entertainment from this team. Um, with players like um, Elias Lindholm and Huberto and Kadri. I just expect a little bit more offensive zone pressure, and it's just not there. And... Yeah. I... Have you guys watched Calgary at all?
1: I gotta ask. I haven't seen anything, but from what I have heard, and it's just rough, and their top-end players slash highest-paid players are not getting it done.
2: Yeah, and... Goaltending again, another tough start to the season for Markstrom's doing... I mean, I wouldn't blame a lot of the losses on him. I don't watch them all that much, but from what I've observed, like I wouldn't blame it, a lot of the losses on him. If anybody's out there and watches the Flames a lot, please let us know and correct me if I'm wrong, because everyone else loves to do that. So, um, But Dan Vladar... Not having a great season either. And Nazem Kadri, I just picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues because there's no way that he stays this bad any longer. <laughs> he had an awful start to the year with like a goal and an assist in the first eight games. So had a couple assists at the Winter Classic. But the Winter Classic? Heritage Classic. <laughs> Gosh, what a blunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you guys even keep me around if I can't even get this stuff right? Um But at the same time, like yeah, there's I uh, I don't know, like like Connor Zari should be an, an entertaining player. Sharon Govich has been a huge disappointment. Coronado, um fourth line minutes can't do much with that. I don't know. I'm just I'm at a loss for words for the fact that calgary after a season and a half of not doing so hot are
0: still not figuring it out um, anything to add there or shall we move on yeah as they're in a they're in a tough spot <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah <laughs> there's right. not scoring like markstrom lets in soft goals every now and then their d was supposed to be one of the best in the league i don't know they just don't play the 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 hope was that they would um resolve under a new coach after they got rid of uh Sutter. I guess we're just still waiting for that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um I, who knows? Maybe Sutter wasn't the problem after all. Maybe maybe but at the same time like he had he had a huge opportunity to actually add structure to that team and it just didn't happen. So, and they're still not looking like it either. Um next we will move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Added Carlson over the offseason and they've just been struggling to to get going. Ricard Raquel has had a very slow start to the season, still not not much there. They did happen to beat Colorado the other the other game. I think they shut them out for nothing, so I guess they're good sometimes, but um yeah is am I wrong when I thought Pittsburgh would was going to be a playoff team it lo- looks like I am so far yeah. are you guys are you guys very confident in that
0: <laughs> yes you were you were wrong um it's still early again, but i have to i'm not surprised mm-hmm. just i don't know they're I thought they would do a bit better I guess they'll be in the mix, but i don't I was thinking wild card, but
1: yeah I still think they'll be definitely in that wild card fight Um, because it's still so questionable in their division yes the top three with New Jersey Carolina the Rangers are all pretty set there but after that it's question mark city for me (laughs) uh you know they're currently last in the division but you know it's still early I think they're still pretty solid I think once they kind of get the hang of things and I think it'll be bit better for him, but right now it's not looking too good. Um, it's,
0: go for it, Corey. I just want to note that it is very difficult to make up games in the NHL with points, as Canucks fans know. <laughs> so you do not want to get into too big of a hole early because it's uh, hard climbing back out.
2: Yeah, that's... Yeah, especially when you're in a division like that. Yeah. And 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 this year especially like unless you're playing San Jose, <laughs> no game is just a is is a win.
0: Why you got to say that? Why do you have to say that? <laughs> the puck drop is like in 2
2: what? minutes. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, we got to hurry up last two teams we're going to talk about caps i just want to i'll hand it over to you Corey, in a second to talk about backstrom um but real quick i want to say ovi last five games he has seven points and only two goals but he's still averaging over a point per game to start the season so i have hope that he has not yes. lost it yet that's all i wanted to say about that <laughs> Corey uh, backstrom
1: Did he
0: hear much about his injury? Yeah, just before that, didn't Ovech have uh, like 10 shots on goal and no goals or something recently? No,
1: it was against Toronto because I have him in fantasy, so I know this. He had, I think it was, let me pull it up to make sure I'm not overloading it. Uh, He had 14 shots in one goal. Wow. One goal.
0: That's... 14 shots is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good that he's getting points and getting in the play. He'll hit maybe 30. Um, Backstrom is out. I was taking a leave. Taking a leave from hockey. Yeah. Started the season. Didn't work out. Um, Sounds like yeah. his
2: hip's giving him issues. He had the surgery last year. He played a couple games at the end of the year, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. When I think like duos of the of mm. the, of the the late 2000s, early 2010s, like baxter Ovechkin is the duo.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: one of the, one best, of the best playmakers. Passers. Yeah, exactly, of all time, playing with one of the greatest goal scorers <laughs> of all time.
0: All I'd like to see, and I don't know, it's maybe asking a lot for it to happen, but I'm going to say when OV breaks the goal scoring record, breaks Gretzky's record, <laughs> Can it be assisted by Backstrom? Can Backstrom come back? <laughs> Maybe for Maybe just that's what he's for, saving for Maybe he knows I've only got thirty games left
2: on this hip. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna make it the thirty games. Yeah, leading up to that record because there's oh. And like
0: you know, it's just gotta be just an ov clapper from the dot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) on a power play where he hasn't moved more than three feet the entire. (laughs) Neither him or ov will move on that power play. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, but um, yeah, you know, capitals. Well, they're kind of in the same boat as they're not. Oh, they're they're a little bit better. better yeah around the bottom so yeah get ov goals exactly i
2: mean wilson's had a good start to the season um dylan strome hopefully hangs in there um and if if those two can keep getting ov goals that's all that
0: matters uh from here we'll move on to the avalanche um, yes t- t- tell Tell me why they were shut out two games in a two row. two games in a row um, <laughs> after, going but, o, like. <laughs> after going six and zero. After going six and zero, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: I mean, I think that they had at least getting shut out once coming. The game against Pittsburgh, they played really well, but they just couldn't find the back of the net. And I actually, sorry, I'm getting my games mixed up because I have an awful memory. The game against Pittsburgh. They didn't play very well, obviously. They got (laughs) shut out. Um, They did deserve to score a goal or two, but uh, just didn't go through. Um, I actually ended up only watching half the game because I was so frustrated. (laughs) And I had some studying to do, and I just figured that watching Colorado not win and not adjust at all was just not a good use of my time. So um, not a good game there. And then they got shut out against goodness gracious why do i do this who did i get shut out against
1: the second uh game. wasn't it like that was... buffalo
2: oh i think it was buffalo so i think i caught part of that game yeah buffalo for nothing again um i don't think i caught any of that game i think i was busy but, yeah, that just wasn't a good two-game stretch. But we played St. Louis last night, and that went really well. Um, big win for us there. So, yeah, we are... I think we're back. Yeah, that, those are a rough couple games that I don't have a lot of insight on because I just couldn't watch it or didn't want to watch it. Um, but long season, we're still 7-2, and two, still in the division. We're going to lose a couple games, and I'm fine with that. Um most guys are playing pretty alright. Um Drew N has basically played himself out of the lineup. He was a healthy scratch. Um kind of a slow start from Devon Taves. Max, you had him in, have him in fantasy did you get rid of him by now?
1: <laughs> I still have him, but have about eighteen hundred yeah. people dropped him today.
2: <laughs> yeah. That yeah, roster no, alert.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a huge, huge dropping spree for that
2: um signs a new contract and here we are. I'll answer Corey's questions later on. Um <laughs> Georgiev, couple rough games. He played a bunch of games in a row because Colorado was scared to play their backup, so I'm not too too worried about that. Um did he let in some weak goals? Yeah, a couple, but most of them are pretty pretty good goals that he didn't have a great chance on. So um yeah. I don't have too, too much else to say, but I'm not too worried either. So, um, Anyways, last episode we talked about the Devon Taves contract, um, which I am ecstatic about, over the moon about. Um, questions posed by Corey that I wanted to bring uh, back to this episode. Is Devon Taves as good as his numbers and stats? How much is a product of Colorado being... Or uh, how much of... Oh, is a part of Colorado and the system. Uh, You referenced Seabrook and Vlasic are being a product of the others around them. Um, And you also said, quote, we've only seen the success on Colorado the past few years. Um, Example, Kadri Peking. um, Mm. Kyle's going to say he's the second best D-man in the league. (laughs) Max, <laughs> he's stapled to Makar. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> in general, yeah, they play together, but Devon Taves is that defense that will let Makar play his offense. Devon Taves has one of the best sticks in the league. He's so smart defensively. In the playoffs, when they're facing teams like when they played Edmonton the other year... Um they weren't playing together, Makar and and Taves, because one of them needed to play against Drysaddle, one of them needed to play against McDavid, and they both shut them down. I think they swept that series, right? Or maybe Edmonton won a game. No, um, I think that was a sweep. Perfect. Love it. Um, yeah, so, so, so them playing together is a great yin and yang, but they don't have to play together. Which... They both thrive when they're not playing together. This year, like we just mentioned, Taves is at a bit of a rough start stats-wise. He's not getting the points or assists, but Colorado's 7-2 and two because he's playing great defense and playing a great transition game, and Makar's scoring crazy amount. Um, I think Makar's point per game, so... Is Taves a product of McCar? No. Sure, Kadri peaked on Colorado, but I don't. But Taves was a great player on the Islanders beforehand, and Colorado stole him. So, yeah. Um, could he run his own D pairing? Yes. Um, so, yeah, Taves' contract is going to be really good, and I'm excited for it. Where does Taves it. rank uh, for defenseman in oh, the wow, NHL? Oh, wow. That's a. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Um, can I b- get back to you next week on that?
0: Oh, jeez. Okay.
2: Like, well, yeah. how, well, like, how me... am I supposed to be like? <laughs> okay, so so Macar one, Fox two, Donald does... three, Hughes four. Heiskanen is better than Taves two. Um, now I just feel like I'm naming off. McAvoy is definitely better. Okay,
0: okay, we we, we don't need a list of yeah. like, but like what's but the range? Give, okay, so you know, on how 15. many teams would he be the number 1? I Ooh, guess
2: is my question. 15. 15. 15 teams would be the
1: number 1. <laughs> All right, now name them. No. <laughs>
0: oh, no, 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 I
2: I can name them here. No. <laughs> um, Anaheim would be number 1, Arizona, Calgary he'd be number 1. Carolina he'd honestly. You Calgary? One. Yeah. Carolina, Chicago, Columbus.
1: So he's better than Slavin. I take that back. not
2: yeah. Carolina. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, was thinking, um, <laughs> I was like, that's our number
2: one on on Stanley Cup finalists. Florida probably. Um. L.A. Kings probably.
0: Minnesota for sure. Montreal for sure. Okay, so why and did New York trade him?
2: Cap reasons. They wanted to. They wanted to uh, re-sign somebody that they probably regret re-signing. Cause he has a beard. Who was it? Who <laughs> 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 was he shaving back then? Who did sign? Was he? Contract? Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Um. I think they wanted to sign like Pajot or something. ah i I forget, but they had to trade him so that they could sign somebody or palmary or I don't even know
0: i, I guess know. i'm not I'm not just super familiar with his game because I don't watch a lot of Avs. i think his i mean he's uh his strengths are his defensive game <laughs> is that accurate his strengths are his defensive game because that's how he's deployed yes
2: um so, he could he, he could absolutely run a top power play. But he's not better than Makar, so he won't. Um, I'm trying okay. to think of a comparable from, okay. like, 15 years ago.
0: But I, uh, I'll let you know if something comes to mind. Like, is he, you know, just last year, his 43 assists, you know, Avalanche are a great scoring team. So I'm trying to, like, is, is that... Is are his stats inflated because abs are, you know, his forwards can just score goals, or is he maybe like five or ten percent inflated, such just a couple extra
2: assists because Rantanen and and McKinnon are insane and and but um, but most of the time, not really like. Like if he's getting involved, it's he's getting involved on his own. Of course, not like it's like coming back mm-hmm. to the point and he's like passing it across. And then Makar is like dancing around a guy. Like that only happens a couple times a year. So like he's you're saying
0: he's a pivotal piece of the team, is what you're saying? I'd say that they wouldn't have won the Stanley Cup without him. Yeah, mm, that, that's funny. I was just gonna ask you that question actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I'm, I'm having trouble finding finding a name for somebody that. Yeah. I'll bring it up at, at, at the end of the episode if I figure out who he would be compared to, and like the, in like the oh maybe like Brian Rafalski.
0: Wow. Like Brian Rafalski. Uh, wasn't he? He was more like an offensive guy, wasn't he? He was offensive. He was
2: strong defensively too. He played with Lindstrom, and they were a good mm-hmm. duo.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: I'll probably find a better name, but but that's, that's kind of maybe what comes to mind.
0: Well, I appreciate uh, your uh, answers to my questions.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that kind of moves us on to trivia.
1: Yeah, it won't be too long of a trivia. Um, I, at least I don't think so. Um, it's a little bit of a funny one as well because kyle is kind of gonna take part in it but he's the one that kind of supplied this to me and it's gonna be directed at Corey yet again okay <laughs> and it's another i don't know what we're gonna call this segment Corey's corner whatever <laughs> stump Corey, whatever um so uh let me i was not prepared i did not have it pulled up like an idiot where did it go there it is okay Um, So Kyle sent me this post on Instagram. Um, I'm just going to shout him out because I'm basically using his information. Uh, It's at Talking Hockey. And he has each team's uh, amount of captains um, since the year 2000 and 2001 season. So, Corey, I am going to ask you who the top three teams are for... Uh, who have the most captains since the year 2000, essentially, and then we'll go through a certain team.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw this post, okay, and I did you I, research it. You better not have researched I, it. I well, it came up on my social media, and I just I studied it for fun, um, <laughs> wow. because. Son of a- i thought it was really interesting and i love i love things like that so i was actually and it's funny because i was going to share it and say (laughs) we should do this but then i was like well i've already kind of looked at it i've done okay Um, well okay but but we can do it with with kyle and and i don't really i remember the one team that is way above the others and i know and i and i i just <laughs> i had to look up why so i
2: did <laughs> oh well okay cory's getting get the trivia. he just okay well at least i haven't actually looked into it i purposely didn't look into it because i was gonna try to clean up the scraps
0: of <laughs> of what cory couldn't get but y- y- you know what uh we can do max okay um uh, for the future we can talk about the teams today but i thought what would be uh, and i was actually going to to when i share this to bring this up but we could pick teams and then try and um try and uh, uh, name the captains through the years like you'd you say the All number of the them. years oh my god yeah you say the number <laughs> how many there's been like since 2000 how many captains they've had and then like you know Kyle and i try and Try and figure out who they were.
1: <laughs> well, I can always just pick a random team out of this list, since. Okay, well, we we keep referencing it. Someone say who's number one. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I know. So, okay.
2: Okay. well, we I know. Too, yeah. We all know. Buffalo, yeah. it's Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo Sabers have had seventeen
1: captains <laughs> yeah. since. Was it two thousand? The year two thousand.
2: It yeah. is two
1: thousand
0: and twenty-three. <laughs> Um but n- yeah but now it's for a, a there's for a different reason. What? A, <laughs> uh, oh, well they had they had uh rotating captains for for two full years. They did they have yeah. like home and away. <laughs> Not just home and away, they had monthly different captains monthly. Really? For I think there was a couple years it was like remember Drury and Briere would do home and yeah. away. Yeah. But then there was a couple of years where, yeah, it would change monthly, which um, it's actually an interesting idea. And Look I thought the about minor it. hockey stuff, dude. dude. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but but if you don't have a captain, it's kind of uh, it's not a it's a neat idea, you know. OK, well to make this
1: fun <laughs> let's just see how many kyle can get since he didn't research it <laughs> Corey, um
0: okay well, yeah we'll so, just go through
1: see how many you can get kyle and then Corey. So,
2: yeah yeah then Corey can clean up the scraps yeah so what were the other two teams in that top three sorry just because oh, we were going to cool. reference
1: that okay um so i say top three there's a solo second, and then there's four teams tied Oh in wow! <laughs> um, in second is... Okay, well, actually, should I say, or should you try and guess? No, 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 okay. just say it. Okay, it, it's Florida. Florida. With oh, nine. Outside, yeah. Okay. Almost half. Buffalo. <laughs> and then we got New Jersey, the Islanders, Philly, and St. Louis, all at eight. So, kind of tight... Around there, there's a lot, pretty much from eight down. It's really just Buffalo <laughs> that Damn. really make this oh quite something. Okay, so seventeen
2: for Buffalo. Yep, we've said Briere and okay, you didn't say it, but yeah, and brewery already. <laughs> we, we've also said Palm and Bill off the air. Whoa, it's three nothing for the Canucks. Yep, it is. Yep, Good stuff. Holy smokes!
0: Looks Schaden like looks it. like Hughes just scored. God dang. What a guy. He's he's a lot of goals this year so far. And look at that. Hoaglander in front of the net. <laughs> Art, two guys in front of the net. Okay.
2: So those three, I'm just going to kind of go random names because I don't really have a good reference of when players were when. But Kyle, Kyle Oposo right now. Yep. I know Jochen Hecht had the C for
0: a minute. Are yep. you naming all all the Buffalo captains? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you not know them? Um, again, it? I had to, I, I was researching research it on the weekend, it? but. T- Tim, Tim Connolly. Oh, nice one. Uh, where, where, is,
1: where is Tim Connolly?
0: Yo, are you pulling these names up? That's good, Kyle. This is just from the memory bank. Wow. Tim Connolly? When is that? I don't have that on the list. Tim Connolly's not on the list? Yo, he must have been a rotating. Oh, he absolutely had to be. Uh, he was, and he's not on this list.
1: Yo, I would list it. Okay. <laughs> uh, who was the next name you named?
2: Maybe he wasn't the captain. I don't think he was I ever captain. I swear he was the captain, quite, I... but maybe not. Might have been an alternate. Maybe an alternate. Oh, damn.
1: Um so who was the name you said after? Craig Reve. Yep. Nice. Um, That's impressive.
2: Was Paul Gostad ever the captain? Holy crap. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, oh. Man, there's so oh. many just random names, right? Yeah, it's not like
1: superstars. Well... Uh, there is one Main one
2: There is one superstar
1: Oh Eichel Yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah well, uh, Before Eichel Was Pommonville Which I already talked about Right? Yep Was that the he Yeah he did that Um You have ten more Was Vanek on there? Vanek Yep Okay Was A Finnegan I've never had the C No No um. Oh, there must have been another defenseman, like a bruiser.
1: I <laughs> don't really have the positions written down, but <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, he still got two in the twenty tens. Ooh.
2: Um, in, in the twenty tens, there's still two more. Dang. Yes. Um, was Greer captain at all? Oh. No. No. Okay. In the 2010s.
1: One of them is. hilarious.
2: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Corey, I might need your help for the 2010.
1: I. Okay. Years, 2014-15, um, and then the other one was the 2013-14 season. It's
0: like a it's like a fourth-line grinder that played a lot of years. Played for Dallas, uh, yeah. Buffalo. I think he's a coach now, or an assistant coach. Oh, Steve Ott. Yeah. Yep. And then there's...
1: So was that the 20... That was the 2014-15 Sorry, so 2013, 2014,
2: no. Okay, and then from Steve Audit it would have went to... <sighs> Man, I don't even know. You
1: got eight more. No, <laughs> <laughs> work. <Playwork. laughs> um work.
2: Can I get another hint?
0: Okay, you got you got pozo, right? Yeah, I got Eichel. Uh, okay, who's
2: before Eichel? 14,
0: 2014 to twenty seventeen. Yeah, one right before Eichel. He's he's not really known for this team. He played for uh. He was actually captain of the team before. He played for Buffalo. Hmm. Canadian team. What position? Forward. He was known as a short player. Who is it? Oh, Brian Gionta? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay,
2: and then before that was um Ott, and then before that was Pommenville? Vanek. Vanek, and before that was Pommenville. Yep. And then before that was... Man, this is...
1: Before Palmville was Craig Ruvay, so you got that. Craig Ruvay, oh, perfect. And then okay. you need the one right before,
2: Wait, before Ruvay. Craig Ruvay.
1: One season.
2: One season with them, wow. What other team did he play Well,
1: with? not even, I guess just, I should say. There's like a bunch of them this year. There oh, there's a, there there was a bunch. <laughs> 2007-08. There is three that you have yet to name. There's three that I've yet to name. You named me. one. I named Jochen Hecht. Yeah, you he did. Might have to call it.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get those ones.
1: So, uh, in Yeah, tell me the rest yeah, of Yeah, 2007 08, we got Brian Campbell. Oh, classic. We got Tony Lidman. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, we got Yaroslav uh, Spachik.
2: <laughs> Yaroslav <Spoczyk>. <laughs> 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 Uh And then we got two
1: thousand three oh four, There's three of them. You got JP Dumont. Uh, oh, you got James Patrick. And you got Miroslav Satan. Ten, <laughs> <So that> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. And two thousand one oh two you got Stu Barnes. Hmm. Stu and... Barnes,
2: Damn. Corey, one last thing before we outro. I'd say a good comparable player for Taves is Andre Markov. Oh, I used to love Andre Markov. Like, lots of time on ice. Good defensively, deserved to be on a better... I mean, Markov deserved to be on a better team. Um, (laughs) But um, he could run a power play. He could be... He could be the, the second-best defenseman on half the team, but the best defenseman on the other half of the team. Mm. Um, good point producer, like, kind of that, like, 50-something points most years. He had a couple of years at around 60, but um, he'll never win a Norris, but he's always, like, yeah. So he's not a Brent Seabrook? He's not a Brent Seabrook, in my opinion. We'll see how that plays out in six years. <laughs>
0: And I wasn't dissing Seabrook. Seabrook is also a great defenseman. Seabrook is a great defenseman who could have been benefited from playing alongside Duncan Keith. Keith, absolutely, for sure. Played his way onto uh, Team Canada. Yeah, straight up. Same with Vlasic. Well, we may see Taves on Team Canada. At the Spangler Cup?
2: Oh. Wrong team. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking uh, about?
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Anyways. Anyways, that's a good one. I think we should continue with other teams. Um next uh Yeah. Don't next, go researching
1: them. Um,
0: I promise <laughs> I will not. I it's interesting. I like that stuff, but I will I I I have to black out myself uh from these. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I was kind of worried that might have happened, but yeah. Well, I just I saw seventeen on Buffalo, and I was like, "How, how is that possible?"
1: <laughs> Corey, don't look up uh, Florida's. We'll we'll get you on that one. Okay. Well, now he's already thinking about it. I'm
0: already. The juices are flowing. I gotta tell you. <laughs> but uh, very good. Okay. Well, I think that about does it. Um, for this week so thanks y'all for watching listen to us uh talk longer than we usually say we are Um, classic classic us (laughs) it's only 20
2: uh, minutes over instead of 40 minutes like last week right yeah (laughs) um
0: yes as i as i briefed you uh at the start you know check up check on our insta check on our tiktok uh Aaron's going to have uh, much more uh, great content for you and apparently Max is going to have some content maybe uh, so we eagerly <laughs> eagerly uh, awaiting that um other than that keep enjoying the canucks keep enjoying hockey and uh we'll see y'all in a week bye bye